0: gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and yes, it's another Friday release. I know you're all expecting Wednesdays. Wednesday's the day. It's the day I've been going on and doing, you know, the drops on. But, you know, Fridays have just worked out a little better for me as of late. I know it's coming out once a week, okay? What more do you want from me? But, um, yeah, they've just been working out better. Um not gonna lie, I get a little lazy sometimes, a little secret, but yeah, so we're, we're dropping it another Friday here. I don't know if it, that's gonna be like how it's gonna be throughout from here on out, but uh, yeah, just one, you know, I'm just trying to get it once a week, just consistently. So, you know, as long as we're there um, and you guys don't expect so much from me, we're all good. So we got a lot of news on the table today. A lot of people got paid, a lot of players Actually, just one player and one coach. But that's, you know, a a couple of people got paid. So we're going to jump into the first guy, Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals, the Oklahoma multi-sport athletic stallion. Um, Let's talk about it. Kyler Murray. Uh, You know, he's been the chosen one for the Cardinals ever since he's been drafted. He was a stud in baseball and football in college. He was selected number one overall uh in the MLB draft as well um Kyler Murray is just an athletic phenom as we know it uh but he essentially has took on this bully persona and it seems like he's bullied his way into this new contract it looks like a five-year 230 million dollar contract the fact that it took this long proves the Cardinals were hesitant in the first place and there was still Some tension there. I believe there's still tension there after the contract that they didn't want to pull the trigger on him. And Kyler was basically like, "Okay, if you don't want me, you don't sign me. Then I'm out of here." So I feel like this contract has blood written all over it. I feel like there's hesitation and tension written all over it. Kyler Murray is a regular season monster. Let's not get that proven wrong. But yet, has he proven he's enough to lead his team into the promised land? The promised land for them has been the playoffs, and they just got there last year. It's been three years. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen have proven their way into the playoffs within their second and third year. Kyler Murray was, you know, essentially in his third year and, you know, lost a wild card game to the Super Bowl champions, okay? Let's not forget they're in a very tough conference where two of the conference, you know, two of the teams there, Uh, essentially made the NFC title game okay let's not forget that they have had all the receiving talent in the world though Uh, DeAndre Hopkins Christian Kirk Zach Ertz uh, guys like that AJ Green you know kind of stepped up there And the front office has made numerous moves on both ends picking up JJ Watt uh, keeping Chandler Jones Buda Baker has become a stud and you know yet it is early in Kyler's career so there's a lot of pros and cons to this uh these this re-signing the hesitation and, and timing though is key in this situation in my opinion it shows that the Cardinals probably wanted to do a do or die year with Kyler Murray on his last you know year of his rookie contract but Kyler wanted that extension very bad or else he basically said he was walking you know this isn't all proven by sources but you know you can kind of tell what was going down based on what took place okay so I don't, I don't like how this went down for the Cardinals and or Kyler Murray. I feel like he's, like I said, he's bullied his way into this new deal. Um, you know, we'll see. He's he's gotten better. You know, statistics wise, over the course of three years, his completion percentage has you know consistently gone up. His quarterback rating has gone up. Uh, his passing yards his uh interception to touchdown ratio is is decent. Uh, his rushing his rushing yards are incredible. Uh, So, Kyler Murray, regular season, monster. But, you know, proving in the playoffs, it's been tough for them. You know, the first two years, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, They've had a great team around them, defensively and offensively. Uh, I feel like they could use, you know, a rushing talent a little more. But he has proven he's enough to lead his team into the playoffs. Is he enough to be elite and get him to a Super Bowl? We'll see. But, you know, statistics wise, Kyler Murray's getting better every year. I don't see why he doesn't deserve that contract, but I could also see why the Cardinals are hesitant because it's been three years. Guys like Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen are succeeding, you know, from a draft prior or two, essentially two drafts prior. Um, So, you know, it was the Chiefs' second year with Patrick Mahomes where he won an MVP. Uh, It was Lamar's third year where he won an MVP. So, and it was Kyler's, it was Kyler's year last year. He was in MVP voting uh, throughout the season last year. Kind of towards the end of the season, kind of fell off. And, you know, Cardinals were just a regular season team at that point. So I think next year is a do or die year, but they just signed the contract. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, let's talk about an, another guy who got paid—you know—a ten-year contract. This guy's a coach, Kirby Smart for Georgia. Well deserved, in my opinion. And you know, this is just going to be a little hats-off segment. You know, Kirby Smart elevating Georgia to—you know—Georgia was always a good stallion team, but they were never—you know—an elite Alabama-level team. Let's be let's be honest here. And now that you know, last year they've beaten Alabama and. Uh, as, as much hate as I put on the SEC and, you know, the title game, how it's constantly SEC loved and the committee just has a cream fest in their pants over them, uh, you know, Kirby Smart's put a good college team to the elite stage and has elevated players that, you know, we've never heard of to elite stages, and, you know, he puts a lot of defensive players to their high, highest potential. Georgia had an outstanding draft this year. Uh yeah, hats off to Kirby Smart. Uh, Georgia found you know a gem within that young man or old man. Excuse me, he's not young. Sorry, Kirby, if you're watching this, probably not watching this. I don't have a lot of viewers. So anywho, uh yeah, just little hats off to Kirby Smart there. Georgia fans should be happy with that. Um, this guy is a player elevator, per se. So, uh, next on the list, let's jump over to the NBA. Talked a lot of football so far. Donovan Mitchell. Let's look at some top trade spots. I I gave a little. I gave a little. Uh, a little tease last week on the Donovan M- Mitchell segment. Um, I got three teams here who I think would like to use Donovan Mitchell to the better or for the worse, maybe. Uh, but. You know these top these teams are, in my opinion, are the top three. One of them, not a lot of people are talking about, but I'll give a I'll give a case why. All right, the two obvious ones. Let's start with one of them, the Knicks. Okay, they have plenty in stock for you know for trade picks, young players, and they can easily make a trade here for Donovan Mitchell. I don't see the Knicks making you know progressive moves with Julius Randle as the number one guy and RJ Barrett as the two. That's just not going to happen. They got Jalen Brunson as a good three. I think Donovan Mitchell a trade for him, maybe trade R.J. Barrett a few picks. This would elevate the Knicks. Donovan would be the number one guy. Julius would be a very strong number two. Jalen Brunson would be a strong three. Okay, this can elevate their squad to the next level. Problem is, can can Donovan be the number one? Okay, uh, you know it's proven in the NBA that if your number one guy isn't of the caliber of Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Giannis, um, you can't you can't you know be a finals team Devin Booker proved he can be a number one scoring option alongside strong number two Chris Paul who's the best you know point guard in the you know solid point guard in the NBA so when you have guys like that I don't know if Donovan you know Donovan's a great iso scorer but can he get to a team to the elite the elite stage because the Jazz over the past few seasons have been regular season monsters But then they end up as a fifth seed in the West in the playoffs and get, you know, beaten first round. So um, I think Donovan, there's a lot of issues in Utah why it wouldn't work out. I don't think he had a strong number two ever. Rudy Gobert wasn't a scorer. He was a defensive machine, but, you know, he got to have scoring on both ends. Uh, So the Knicks, they have plenty in stock to make a big trade for Donovan Mitchell. He'd be the number one in New York. Randall would be a very strong number two. Um, I think it would elevate their squad to the next level. If I'm being honest, I think the Knicks would be very solid in the East. That's um very tight. You know, they had a very tight playoff race last year, and I think this is a trade that would just elevate them into you know a top four team possibly in the East. Um, yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is the Heat. Okay, this is where Donovan Mitchell can kind of take a back seat. Is he a back seat driver, or does he want to be driving the bus? This is where we got to decide here. Donovan can be a number 2, maybe even a number 3 guy on the Heat depending on how Bam Autobio pans out. Uh, the Heat have young players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who can be tempting in a trade with the Jazz along with picks, okay? Uh, this is I think the Knicks and Heat here, those two options are very um, very opposite when it comes to how they're going to use Donovan Mitchell. Jimmy Butler's obviously the number 1 guy on the Heat. Um, but they play a lot of team oriented balls, so I don't I, you know there comes a point where Bam might be the number one guy that a, a game, or Jamie Butler might be the number one guy. Tyler Hero might be the number one guy. I think it changes game from game for the Miami Heat. Um, but Donovan Mitchell there, uh, you know it could be like that over there. Then he'd be a strong number two or three. Uh, I think he can take a back seat though, if he ends up in Miami. Uh, but with the Knicks, I think he'd be the face of New York, essentially. So the Heat and Knicks, very top two for Donovan Mitchell's trade spots, but um, they're very opposite in the way I think they'd use him. Uh, last on the list, nobody's really talking about, but let's talk about New Orleans, the Pelicans. They have young players like Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and to top it all off, get another young stallion like Donovan Mitchell in there. A big three? Yes, Uh, but I don't know why this is bluntly obvious, and, uh, you know, a big three with Mitchell, Ingram, and Zion would be deadly. With the right facilitator, the Pelicans have trade bait with CJ McCollum and a plethora of picks. So, they have uh, Alvarado as well, who made a strong case for being a prime defender for a team. Uh, You know, get a package with him, McCollum, and a load of picks the jazz already got a load of picks for gobert so i don't think you know an asking price for donovan mitchell would be too crazy um considering the fact they basically stole all of minnesota's picks um but i think this is a bluntly obvious situation here uh that no one seems to be talking about i don't understand why a big three wouldn't you know elevate all of these guys especially in the west where you know you have to score uh, as long as Zion stays healthy, Brandon Ingram continues to play the way he's been playing. Uh, Donovan Mitchell would fit right in, in my opinion. Not a lot of, you know, defensively, that team might struggle a little bit. But um, if they have the right facilitator, that team could be very deadly. So Donovan Mitchell to the Pelicans. That's the one I like a lot. Um, I don't think there's really any ones or twos in that lineup. I think they're all equally good at scoring uh, just in their own way. So New Orleans, if I were you, I'd pull a trigger. Like, with Donovan Mitchell, you traded away Anthony Davis. Now it's time to game back at Superstar three years later. Get it done. Get it done, New Orleans. All right, for the main event of the show, we're doing a little game. All right, so I don't know if I have the technology to have my screen on, but we're going to do a little wheel spin um, quarterback promised land game simulator. So I'm going to spin the wheel of NFL teams, and I'm going to tell you if I think their quarterback can lead their team into the super bowl like potentially um yeah or lead the team into you know is, is this the guy they want to go with in the future there if there if, is this the guy for their future so we're going to start off here spin the wheel it's spinning it's spinning sorry i, I don't have a screen recorder right now but okay oakland raiders i like this one a lot Derek carr i think he is the guy no no doubt about it uh he just got his old college receiver Devonte Adams back on the squad um, he you know over the past few years I don't think the Raiders have had you know a chunk of receiving threats that uh, changed changed the game Derek Carr has been consistently good throughout you know his time with the Raiders he led them into the playoffs um, a few times and at this point you know his stats are great he was a contender for MVP earlier on in the season. Uh, Derek Carr has been putting up great numbers every single year no matter who's on the receiving core. The receiving core has changed a lot um, and he just adapts to the offense uh, no matter who's on there and he makes other guys better. Uh, an, An example, Brian Edwards. I don't think we would have heard of this guy. He's the third receiver right now for the Raiders. I don't think we would have heard of this guy if it wasn't for Derek Carr. So Derek Carr, I think he is the guy for the Raiders and I think he'll retire a Raider most likely. Spin the wheel again. Here we go, Arizona Cardinals. We just talked about it. Kyler Murray. Like I said, uh, it's a do-or-die year. Even though he just signed the contract, um, I don't. I think you know if they don't go to the playoffs or get a wa- or a playoff win, um, I think it's maybe time to move on from Kyler, or you know, may- maybe not move on from him, but you know, change the way up of how they've been building their their team. They've got a lot of star players. Uh, they're kind of going all out. So I think it's a do-or-die year for Kyler, though. If You know, the quarterbacks are going nuts right now. So, uh, like, young quarterbacks are progressing faster than what they normally would. Let's just say that. And Kyler's not doing that. So, new team. Here we go. I like this one a lot. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Can, can, is this the guy? Is this the guy? No, it's not. It's been blatantly obvious for the past 10 years after not making the Super Bowl when you're the best quarterback in all the damn land uh, yeah, I think it's blatantly obvious on both sides. I think Aaron Rodgers should have moved on from the Packers. Um, they don't give him the materials he needs. Um, also on the front office side, Aaron Rodgers hasn't you know shown up in playoff time. so uh, both sides, I don't understand how they worked it out in the slightest. Um, yeah, it beats me. I don't get it. I think it's just love on both sides and Aaron Rodgers being kind of a pussy, but you know other than that. Let's just be honest here. This is my bias as a Bears fan coming out completely, but I don't, I couldn't care less. Anywho, Ooh, I like this one a lot too. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I like him. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think you know with the talent they've surrounded him with, um, you know they just got Devontae Smith. He's a rookie. Uh, Jalen Hurts was a fantasy football machine. Uh, I th- he's a guy who can do it all. He led the Eagles to the playoffs. Um, they've progressively gotten better as you know time's gone on with him being the starter other than, you know, when Carson Wentz was. Carson Wentz kind of took a decline after his injury, an MVP studded year per se. But Jalen Hurts has stepped in and, you know, brought the Eagles back to playoff level. They're in the rebuilding stage at the same time too, but they still made the playoffs last year. Um, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think he's got great arm talent. He's a very underrated scrambler. And, you know, with a few more receiving threats, I think he can have a dark horse MVP year. All right, last one. Here we go. Okay. San Diego Chargers, Justin Herbert. I think this is obvious. Uh, Herbert's the guy, you know, for the next fifteen years for the Chargers. Uh, his arm talent's incredible. Uh, you know, he can fit in windows that nobody else can. His, uh, he may have the best accuracy in the NFL. Justin Herbert's a gem, and Chargers fans uh, expect a Super Bowl within the next ten years. Let's just say that because Justin Herbert is that guy. Anywho, that is all. For Drake's Corner, episode 42? Is that 42 already? Holy shit. Anywho, yeah, this was fun. This was a fun... I like doing this little game at the end. We'll probably do more of those. Um, I'm going to elevate my editing uh, skills so I can get it on the screen here. Uh, But anywho, thank you guys for watching. Uh, It was fun talking about sports, as always. I love it. It's my thing. And uh, I will see you guys next time, maybe next Wednesday, maybe next Friday, maybe next... Never? I don't know. We'll see. Anywho, I'll see you guys next time. Have a good rest of your night. Peace.